fresh word with Reverend Today Amosu. Welcome to Fresh Word. We are still discussing the seven habits of the overcomer. We are going to go to another habit today, the fifth one. We've talked about different habits. We've read about them in the Bible. And that was chapter 5 of the first book of Thessalonians from verse 16 to verse 24. I read it again. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful who also will do it. From this passage we saw several things that we should be doing and that when we do that, the God of peace himself will sanctify us and keep us intact and he will preserve our spirit and soul blameless to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, he's faithful. Who also will do it when we do these seven things? We've looked at the first one, which is rejoice always. Second one, to pray without ceasing. Those are the habits. And the third habit is to give thanks in everything. But that's the will of God concerning us in Christ Jesus. Then last episode, we look at do not quench the spirit. That's the habit of an overcomer, believer in Christ Jesus. You should not put out the flame of the Holy Spirit. In other words, to stir up the fire of the Spirit within us. We are looking at the next habit, which is the 51. It said, do not despise prophecies. Now, strange word, do not despise prophecies. You know, it didn't say do not despise scriptures. We know we have the scriptures that we read that's on our table that we have on our phone and we read those are words, written words but he said, that written word said, do not despise prophecies now prophecies are words that come from inspiration of the Holy Spirit you see, I can pick up the Bible, I can read the word of God I can take chapters and verses in the Bible. I'm reading them. But prophecies have to do with inspired utterance. Words that are coming from the Holy Spirit. Now, what makes these words unique is that they are coming through a human vessel. They are fresh. They are present and they are life-changing. Let me say that again. Words, prophecies, that come from the Holy Spirit through a human vessel, they are fresh. Now what? They are present and pregnant with power. Praise the Lord. And they are life-changing. That when those words come to you, they do things in your life they put you on the immediate encounter with the presence and power of God and that's what we call prophecies 
We're going to look more into it, but prophecies are words inspired. Inspired words that are coming fresh from the Holy Spirit. That are present words and they are life changing. They, they come to address situations, circumstances, people and create the immediate presence and power of God by His Spirit. And He says something that must be our habit. We must not despise prophecies. There is a tendency to despise prophecies because people may assume to speak for God, but they are not actually speaking. And that is human error. That everybody can make their mistake. And we have to be aware. But it can create an attitude for us to neglect because when you look at the human, that is the vessel that the Spirit of God is speaking and inspiring words through, you may not take those words serious. You may not count them as significant because you know that it's coming through human vessels. That is the problem. So we must always be aware that God can speak and there can be inspired utterances through human vessels to us. And we must not despise and neglect that taking place in our life. This is very, very important for us believers. If we are not careful, we will not have fresh encounter with God in our lives because we are neglecting and despising the spirit of God. So we must, pre- we must prevent this from taking place in our lives. We must learn to allow the Holy Spirit to speak present word to us that are fresh and that are life-changing. I want us to look more into this and how do we cooperate with this so that we will not despise and look down on prophecies or inspired utterance that coming from God to us. We must be aware of this and take care of this very well in our lives. Let's read some other translations of the Bible in this direction. Let's look at Amplified Bible. It says, do not scorn or reject gift of prophecies or prophecies, spoken revelations, words of instruction, exhortation or warning. Let's look at the Passion Translation of that word said, and don't be one who scorns prophecies. This is important in our lives. We must not neglect fresh words that come to address the present moment, life changing. You know, these words are from spirit. So when they come, they actually connect with our spirits. But the Bible says we must also judge prophecy so that it will not just be carried. We will see that later. But the, the attitude is that you must not despise, scorn, reject inspired utterances, words that are coming from the Holy Spirit through human vessels that are fresh, that are present, 
they address the present moment and they are life changing. Let's, 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 let's talk about practicality of this. How, how do you, how do you do this? I want us to read a story in the Gospel of John that shows prophecy in the individual lives. How do you, how do you, you know, handle prophecies? What do you do with it? How do you flow with it? Let's look at prophecy at the individual level. And this particular event or story will give us some insight into dealing with prophecies in our individual lives. And you know, many of us attribute prophecies to just going to church, somebody come and meet you. But sometimes prophecies can be conversational. It can be going on in discussion. Take a look at this in chapter 12, or chapter 11, the Gospel of John. Let's look at when Jesus uh, raised Lazarus from the dead and some of the Jews that were there went to one third Pharisees that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Then the chief, verse 47, then the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, what shall we do? For this man works many signs. If we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him. And the Romans will come and take away both our place and nation. You know, these people are bothered for the cause because Jesus was just growing and increasing in influence in the land and miracles were taking place like the reason Lazarus from the dead. Now, when they were looking at what to do, they said, what shall we do? Now, verse 49, and one of them, Caiaphas, being high priest that year, said to them, you know nothing at all. Now, do you consider that it is expedient for us that one man no, let me take in verse 50. No, do you consider that it is expedient for one, for us that one man should die for the people and not that the whole nation should perish? Now look at verse 51. Now this he did not say on his own authority, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. Well, did you hear that? See, they were in the council, they were in the meeting. And they were wondering what to do. These were men that were thinking of eliminating Jesus. And then, while they were talking, what are we going to do? This man is growing influence. The high priest that year, he just spoke out of that discussion and said, you know nothing at all. Don't you consider it is expedient, it's better that one man should die for the nation and the whole nation should perish. Then Bible said, he didn't say this on his own authority, but being a high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. Now, it was just discussion going on. And then suddenly, I guess he was just inspired to say, hey, why do we have to struggle? We don't have to. We let one one die for the whole nation. Just only one, just letting the whole nation perish. Let's just come to the conclusion of putting him to death. But the Bible said, he didn't speak this of his own authority. See, when you are speaking prophecy, you don't speak from yourself. And you see, what he said, just settled it. But this is, and from that day on, they plotted to put him to death. Inspired utterance. I've seen this work powerfully. There's an issue you sit down, you're looking at what to do with the matter, and then maybe you're just talking with somebody. 
or maybe another Christian and a fellow believer. I mean, just be in church. Just something just, we just come out of your discussion. A phrase, a sentence, a direction that it just changes the whole game, the whole event and turn things around. That is the prophetic in operation. It doesn't look super spiritual. It's engaged in discussion. And it just turns the tide. I look forward to that. When we have issues, when we have struggle, when we have problems, to get a word from God, to get a phrase or a sentence or a direction or something that somebody will just say to you, you don't even be praying, you just be talking. And here God comes. This is vitally important for us today, learning to not despise prophecy. Let's go to chapter 14, 1 Corinthians. Paul was even saying this, that we must capitalize on prophecy. Look at verse 1. It says, pursue love and desire spiritual gift, but especially that you may prophesy. Paul was saying this, that as you desire to see supernatural manifestations, gift of God, make it a special desire to prophesy. That means to welcome inspired utterance, to let God bring you fresh word that is present and that's life-changing. He talks about speaking in tongues, verse 2, chapter 14. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mystery. Now look at verse 3. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Hmm. Wonderful. So, there is an aspect of prophecy that when, we, when somebody prophesies, what does he do? It brings the building up. Do things may have been scattered. You don't know which way to do, which way to go, what to do. You just have this word that just come to build things up, to straighten things up and put it straight. That's edification. Build you to raise the standard. And also to kind of encourage it. Encouraging word and just comfort. You see, prophecies are just more than telling us about the future. Prophecies also come to encourage and comfort and settle us and put us in the place to know that we are not alone. We are with God. That's why you notice when prophets prophesy in the New Testament, they will say, fear not, do not be afraid. They'll say the Lord. Because they want to bring us comfort and encouragement where we are. So when you engage in comfort and encouragement and building others up, you are engaging with prophecy. It's powerful to learn to encourage and comfort people. You are operating in the simple gift of prophecy. And God can speak to you fresh words that are present, pregnant, life-changing. Let's not despise that. Let's look forward to it in our individual lives and in our churches. If we go to church, we should come back from church inspired, built up, comforted, and encouraged. That means God is present. In fact, Paul said that in the book, and that's in chapter 14 we are reading, about prophesying and speaking. Listen to this. 
verse 24. He said, but if all prophesy and an unbeliever or informed person comes in, is convinced by all and is completed by all and thus the secret of his heart are revealed and so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God to be among you. Notice that. Fantastic. If, if we can engage ourselves to speak by inspiration, inspire utterances, to speak words that are fresh, present, and life-changing. When anybody comes to our church and sit down, and you will get encounter with this kind of atmosphere, they fall down and worship God. They know God is in our midst. So we know God is in our midst when we begin to speak by inspiration. That's why we must never despise prophecies. Thank you for listening.